Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Anytime we talk about animal cruelty on this program, I, I always make a point that I don't understand it. I have four, yeah, no, we have four little pets in Coogan Towers, two cats and two dogs. And if anybody harmed a hair on any of their tails, on their heads, I would do time. I cannot abide animal cruelty and I can't understand where it comes from. But according to the ISPCA, it is on the up, big time. And frighteningly so. Uh, huge numbers of dogs surrendered, huge numbers of cats surrendered, and, and some terrible stories out there. Caroline Faherty is their inspector in Cork and joins me now. Caroline, as I said, I come to this from someone who cannot understand how you could hurt an animal. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you? <clears throat> yeah, well, I can't understand how anyone could hurt an animal either. But unfortunately, we have seen um, a sharp increase in in the last year at the amount of um, dogs and cats that we've had either seized or surrendered um, due, due to cruelty. So um, I think we, we took in an extra almost 50% increase in dogs last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we would always try and work with owners as much as possible, but obviously, you know, there are certain situations where we have no choice. We have to take the animal, so we will either seize the animal or we would give the owner the opportunity to surrender that animal. Mm. And um, last year, between January and November, we had an almost 50% increase in the amount of dogs seized and surrendered and 44% increase in the amount of cats seized or surrendered, which is a huge, huge jump. We had a huge surge in ownership of dogs in particular, don't about cats, during the pandemic. And then afterwards, people went back to work and, and the, the poor old dog was neglected. Some of them were surrendered and surrendered nicely, kindly to a, to a shelter. Some were just abandoned. Some were just abandoned, yeah. And I suppose it's, I suppose it's kind of been almost like the perfect storm. Everybody wanted a pet during COVID because everybody was home. Everyone adopted dogs. Everyone got, or bought dogs and cats. So the breeders, I suppose, made a fortune. The puppy farms made a fortune because there was such a demand. Mm. And then people went back to work and the dogs that were so used to having their owners with them at all times were left at home alone and got separation anxiety. So maybe started, you know, fouling in the house or chewing on furniture or other unwanted behaviours. Um, and the owners just couldn't cope. I suppose we've also had a uh, cost of living crisis. So everything has gone up in price. Um vets, food, you know, everything has gone up in price in the last couple of years. A lot of people just can't afford it. Yeah. And unfortunately, the 
the the large breeders and the backyard breeders are still breeding. Yeah. Which doesn't help, you know. What kind of things you 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 talk about being a, a dog being seized or having to be surrendered like what kind of things do you see Caroline in in ordinary homes where they would you know everything seems fine until you see the condition of the dog? Yeah, well, we see dogs that have been left to starve, that have had no food, um, dogs that have been left without veterinary treatment, which is a big one. So it could be even something as simple as the dogs have mange, which is easily preventable with a back and neck treatment. And you go and you see a poor dog with um, open wounds and sores and hair loss. Um, dogs or animals have injuries and uh, donors won't have brought them to the vets or it's just, or maybe just from pure neglect, you know, just from being left outside with no proper shelter, no proper food that, you know, the animal is just the health of the animal has gone downhill because of that, yeah. you know, so th- there's uh, many, many factors um, we see lots of different things, we uh, we had a big case there last year uh, where we took 115 dogs out of a house yes. and they were all in crates um, stacked up on top of each other, now the smell, like the feces and the urine, the smell of ammonia in the house was my eyes did not stop watering like I'm, I'm quite good with smells but I'm, I don't have a strong sense of smell but we had to keep coming out of the house to get air because it, you know so that causes issues for the for the dogs standing in it it causes pododermatitis. You know, it gets into their lungs. It causes infection. It infects their eyes. So you know, there's a lot of the time you see that. You, we get a lot of um, taking a lot of animals that have had you know issues from being left in their own feces and urine. A lot of the time, even a, a dog that doesn't have a separate place to go to the toilet. That's so cruel. Well, that's so cruel because animals don't want to, don't want to defecate in their beds. You know, they don't. No matter what, like they don't, they don't want, they don't want to do that, you know. So, yeah. you know, when they're kept in a confined space, they have no choice, do they? No, no. I mean, I, I even think of one of my little fellas, and he, he'll sit at the door and whimper. And what he's telling me is, "Dad, you forgot to let me out. I'm bursting," yeah. you know. <laughs> and they're very good at telling us what they want. You know, they're very good. I think a lot of times the dogs train their and cats train their humans, not humans training their animals. You know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, unfo- but unfortunately, because this, as I said, we took in almost fifty percent more dogs last year. I mean, we didn't have the boarding facilities for fifty percent more dogs. We had to use private kenneling, which wasn't in our budget, mm. obviously, which is a huge additional cost. Um, we also increased our the case files that we submitted for prosecution from 17 to 30 last year. So that should be 30 new cases that would be in court this year. Um, which is a lot of time. Like I spent five full days in court in December alone, which is a week, which that means that that's a week that I'm off the road, that I'm not following up on yeah. animal welfare complaints because I'm in court. And I suppose with the court system here, you can go to court, you can wait there all day and then you'll find out it's been adjourned until another date and then you'll go there again and you'll find out it's been adjourned until another date and then you go and then you have to come back a few months or two later for the sentencing, you know, so... How, how strong is the law, Caroline? I know the Act is there for quite some time and it allows for quite hefty fines and even prison at times, but how strong is it? Is it, is it imposed by the courts? Um, I suppose, I think it's getting better I think uh, judges are taking a lot more seriously than they were and imposing, you know, bigger fines and, you know, longer sentences and stuff. Um, but, you know, personally, I, I prefer, like, I prefer if they were all just banned from keeping animals nonstop, which, which is in, in the judge's remit, you know, or like mm. if, they've, if, they've, if they've been cruel to dogs, just ban them from keeping dogs. 
um, for the, you know, forever, and that that be the end of it. So if they do ever take it, you know, ever get a dog again, and they're reported, we can just immediately take that dog off them, and they're brought back up to course. You know. Yes, you can. Be. Talk about cats for a little while, Caroline, because I often sometimes yeah. feel that the poor misfortunate cat doesn't get as much respect as the dog. Um, cats are neglected too, and the worst thing you can do, I think, to a domestic cat is not neuter it. Uh, 100% uh, PJ. Um, unfortunately, we have a huge cat population in this country. Um, cats can actually start coming into heat from four to six months old. A female kitten come into heat between four and six months old and get, can get pregnant around then. Um, some cats could give birth to, to two, maybe three litters a year. Um, unfortunately, and people have this thing where it's not my cat. You know, a cat comes along, it could be a stray cat who's lost this way and somebody just starts feeding the cat, but they won't use for it because they keep saying it's not my cat. Well, if you're feeding a cat every day, I'm telling you, that is your cat. It's your responsibility. You've, <laughs> you've taken on the responsibility <laughs> of that cat. So you, you, you've you've missed the memo, Caroline. You don't own yeah. a cat. Cat owns you. Owns you, absolutely. But it's so important to get your cats neutered. Um, as I said, they can get pregnant at a very young age. The cats can cats don't get a menopause, so they can keep having kittens to an older age and they can have two or three litters a day. And unfortunately... Um, you see more more kittens being born with cat flu. I have a little foster kitten here who had to get an eye removed because his cat flu was so bad, oh his eyeball basically exploded in his oh head, God, unfortunately. Um, and he was extremely underweight. And now he's he's here now playing with a toy. You can probably hear it in the background. Um, but like he's one of the lucky ones. Yeah. You know, there, there's thousands of kittens dying all over the country every year because of because of neglect, you know, and because people won't neuter their cats. And if there are stray cats or wild cats in your back garden or in your area or community cats is what they're known as, they do a very important job of keeping rodents yes. um, awake. Absolutely. You know? And But if you cannot catch them, there are groups that do what is called TNR, trap, neuter, return. Mm-hmm. So for a reduced fee, they will come out and they will trap the cats. They will have them neutered have them health checked and we'll, we'll return them back to the area. Um, these are all like small charities or even just small volunteer groups that, that mm. do this, you know. Um, a lot of people will ring them, and but they don't want to pay anything. But like, you you get nothing in life for free. Do you know what I mean? There, so there, there, there was a belief one time, Caroline, that you should let a female have one litter before oh. you neuter oh, her. And Is that a myth? Wives tales. Yeah? Yeah, it's an old, old wives tale. Yeah, it's an old wives tale. No, we have one. Yeah. We we have one, and she she actually had a litter because she was pregnant before we knew it. She was pregnant at eight months, and and many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Like, we didn't even realize it. We didn't even realize it. So she had the kittens and we, we, we rehomed them all. Um, and and yeah. we got her neutered quick smart, but like quick smart, yeah, because she, <laughs> she she would have gotten pregnant again as soon as those, as those kittens were weaned. Yeah, 
Exactly, exactly. It's it. So, get the cat's neutered, and the cat that comes into your back garden, that's your cat, whether you like it or not. Whether you like, and they're doing you a job. They're yes. doing a job for you. You know, they're keeping mice and rats and other other, other unwelcome visitors away from, away from your house. You know, and if you can repay them with feeding them and getting them neutered. Mm. Well then, you know it's it's better than trying to get a you know rent a kid or somebody yeah. in a no, lot cheaper. No, exactly. Now people will complain. They will complain that vets are dear, and they're not cheap. To be fair, no, absolutely not. But I mean, if you do keep an eye out, like a lot of the rescues, even a lot of the vets, especially around this time of year, January and February, a lot of vets will do reduced neutering um, for cats because. This is a good time of year because the weather is cold, so cats won't be usually won't be pregnant. Mm. Um, so a lot of the TNR groups will do a lot of their their neutering around this time of year. And if you keep an eye out, or even if you if you there's three or four cats in your back garden, you're like, God, I can't afford it to neuter three or four cats. Maybe ring your local rescue and see if they can give you a voucher towards it or something off it or ring your local vet yeah. and ask them, you know, because some of the vets will do around this January and February will do reduced neutering for some cats. Not all vets will, but, you know, ring around and you might find mm. one that will. And regard food, yes, food can be expensive, but and not wanting to promote any particular supermarket, but the, the, the multiples, the Germans, they do, they do, do what they call dupes of the big brands and they're damn good and they're half the price. And, and cats are carnivores at the end of the day. So, I mean, if you gave your cat a bit of leftover meat or chicken or fish or whatever you had, they'd they'd like that oh, just as much and probably more. I, 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 I set mine loose on a, on, a, on a chicken carcass anytime we have one. Uh, and I have one who will steal the ham. She will steal the ham out of your sandwich while you're making it. So, you know. Yeah, I have one here that will do the same. <laughs> Yeah, you turn your back. You turn your back, and your slice of ham is gone. Exactly, Caroline. I wish people were kinder to their animals because you know it yourself. There's no greater. There's no greater joy than the love of an animal. Absolutely not. And and people, I suppose an important message is adopt, don't chop. Yes. And I know people say sometimes, oh, rescues make it very hard. To adopt an animal, we don't make it very hard. Our aim is to find forever homes for our animals. So if somebody comes to us and they say, oh, my wife works nine to five and I work uh, eight to six every day and we want a puppy, we're not going to give you a puppy. No, because you're not suitable. Uh, no, it's not, you know, it's not suitable. But we might have an older dog who'd be quite happy to have a walk in the morning and snooze away for the day or something like that. Or, you know, mm. like... People usually have a certain idea of what they want, but our staff are highly trained. Our rehoming staff are very, very well trained. So they like to talk to people and kind of go, okay, this is what you think you want, but going by your lifestyle and your, your home life, this is what we think would actually suit you. Um, and sometimes people are like, oh, no, that's not the kind of dog I want. But, you know, obviously we've we've been doing this for years, you know, so. I, I, there's a thing, we're, lastly, Caroline. We're quite good at matchmaking, you know, <laughs> you, we're quite good you, at matchmaking. Yeah, the wrong dog in the wrong house or the wrong cat in the wrong house, that can lead to situations where you have to get involved down the line. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like a lot of time people say they want kittens, but kittens can be quite destructive, you know, um, because they're That's running <laughs> up and down curtains. <laughs> putting or, it mildly. Or whatever. While an older cat would probably snooze all day and be quite happy then when their owner comes home for, you know, to meow for the rub and a bit of news and sit on the couch and watch TV with them for the evening while a kitten would be tearing around the house like a racehorse or something, you know. And it's, it's the same with dogs. Like 
puppies need a lot of time. They need training. They need to be let out to the toilet nearly every hour. Um, yeah. In the beginning, when you're toilet training them, while an older dog, you know, would probably go out in the morning, have a walk home, snooze for a day. If somebody leaves them out for lunchtime to go to the toilet, would be it would be happier. Um, some people decide they want a collie because they like to look for collie. But collies are very very active dogs, very both active mentally dog. and physically, and you, you need to have your wits about you to keep to keep up with them. Um, and if you have a sedentary lifestyle, it's not going to suit you to get a collie. It might suit you to get a greyhound or a lurcher who's a bit more sedentary as well, who go out and have a run in the morning, come home and sleep all day. But <laughs> getting a collie isn't yeah. going to suit you, you know? So yeah. that's why our staff are really good. We have, PJ, we now have hundreds of dogs in our care at the moment. We have a dog for everyone. We have old dogs, young dogs, mm-hmm. um, middle-aged dogs, small, medium, big dogs, you know, three-legged dogs, one-eyed dogs, you name it. <laughs> we yeah. have it, you know? Um, you know, some people might say like they always wanted uh, a husky type dog, but you know, young husky too much. We have a few older huskies that are absolutely gorgeous, mm-hmm. um, who are just you know maybe that little bit older, seven or eight, are kind of slowing down a bit. So you know, somebody who always wanted a husky but didn't want to walk ten k every day with them, <laughs> yeah. this dog could be ideal for you. You great know, dog um, dog yeah, I think it's just important to talk talk to our staff and remember, like the staff are professionals. So we, as I said, we're very good at matchmaking, and we do. We have hun- we have hundreds of dogs at the moment. We have centres all over the country, so okay. we have hundreds of dogs at the moment. Adopt, so please ad- adopt, don't, don't shop. shop. You know, shop. you're getting dogs from. You're buying a dog online. You don't know where it's coming from. Like you know, I'm. I suppose from my point of view, I'm in and out of puppy farms. I see the lifestyle that the the adult dogs have in there. They don't have a life. Do you mm. know what I mean? They're just they don't have a life. Yeah. Um, they're not socialised, and this will impact on the puppies. Maybe not all the puppies. Some puppies that come from puppy farms go into lovely homes and end up, you know, being perfectly fine dogs. But some don't, you know, and it's it's, it's a chance you're taking okay. while all our dogs are well assessed and, you know, the staff know them well and they know what kind of home they need. And so adopt us. All the rescues in the country are absolutely bursting with dogs, bursting with dogs. You're not the first person to say that. Caroline, thank you. Caroline Faherty, Inspector in Cork for the ISPCA. Look them up and adopt, don't shop. And that old cat that comes in and takes the bit of food off you, that is your cat, whether you like it or not. They have decided. It's not so much that's your cat, is it has decided you are its staff. The old story, great old story. Dogs have owners, cats have staff. Um, who's that? Oh, yeah, I'm with you on that, PJ. We have to be their voices. I love animals more than love people. And I make no apologies for that. Animals have feelings too. Corks 96 FM.